Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth. And I'm joined as always by my co-host, Marcus. Hello. We have Impact Wrestling. Um, Wrestling. We're a couple weeks out from Slammiversary now. Um, But we are... A few days out from Hell in a Cell, which we'll be making our predictions for uh, after, or at the end of the show, after we do the bests of the night, um, and then that'll be a whole fun thing, and uh, we'll be recapping Hell in a Cell this weekend, um, right after the show, and it'll probably, probably be shorter than uh, Double or Nothing. So, Impact, uh, this one wasn't very eventful, not a whole lot happened, typical Impact, typical weekly Impact, just like, build, and yeah, not much to talk about, I guess, um, yeah, it was a neither here nor there episode yeah not even any qualifiers or anything today um but we did get the announcement that jack evans will be in the uh ultimate x match jack evans former AEW wrestler um and we might be seeing some more AEW wrestlers potentially because motor city machine guns have to recruit two people and scott demore specifically said they could be current impact or former impact there's a lot of former Impact guys at uh, AEW right now, so. Yeah, Jesus. A couple, um, couple of names that come to mind. Christopher Daniels, Jeff Hardy, Sting, um, EC3. You know, the, only the biggest names Impact's ever had. I um, oh, I look forward to finding you out. You didn't get the joke, I guess. Oh, Sorry. I said EC3, and I said the biggest names Impact's ever had. That's what happens when you don't listen. I was listening. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, nah, yeah, I mean, did we, get, did we even get any, like, match announcements? For Slammiversary? No. Well, no, no, well, we got that 10-man announcement. We're still they're still figuring out the roster for that. Or the lineup for that. Yeah. Um And probably uh, yeah. I mean we officially got Good Brothers vs. Briscoes. No no OGK involved. Um but let's let's run down the matches real quick. We we started with Savannah Evans versus Mia Yim before um, the Queen of the Mountain match. Um, then we had Kenny King versus Blake Christian with Kenny King's spot in the Ultimate X on the line. And the fact that we didn't get announcement of a qualifier for next week and we didn't get one today makes makes me think that the final spot is going to be another like big announcement like it was with Jack yeah. Evans. Yeah. 
Um, hopefully, it's a it's a very recognizable name. I, I, I right now the lineup isn't too exciting. Um, Jack Evans definitely makes it a little more exciting, but hopefully we get another big name in there. Um, we got Matt Raywalt versus Rich Swan. Uh, OGK versus Rhino and Heath. And then Moose and Macklin versus PCO and W. Morrissey. So yeah, not a super eventful show. No bangers on the card. Um, it is what it is. You want to go into some news? I got a little bit of news for you. I've got a little more news um, actually right now than I did yesterday. Oh, good. Um, now, if only I knew where my Twitter app was, we could get into it. Mm-hmm. But let me just... Also, there is something going on in this bedroom. Perhaps it's because of the kitten. That is just... <laughs> she's sitting under this, under the desk facing me. Um, my nose gets so itchy in here. It is insane. It's also a letterbox in there, so there's a lot of dust. What are you doing to me, buddy? A lot of dust, a lot of hair. Kitten. All right. So you want to talk about the news. We don't have to. I mean, we could just skip it. Let's skip it. Anyways, a couple pieces of news here and there. Um, Some sad news. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr.'s mother passed away, um, which is very sad. Um, She was an interesting part of the um, Dark Side of the Ring episode um, about Brian Pillman. Mm -hmm. Um, But very sad. Um, so best wishes to him. Yeah, he's he's very young to have already lost both of his parents. Yeah, he's a very young guy. Um, but um, one good thing that I did get out of um, the Brian Pillman episode of Dark Side of the Ring is that his grandmother, I believe, is still around. That's good. And she kind of raised him. That's good. Um, so that's always um, nice to, I guess, keep in the back of your mind. Mm-hmm. Best wishes to him. Um, all right. So I guess let's do some AW news because we just talked about something AW related. Um, AW announced that there's going to be a Battle of the Belts three. Quattro. I would hope. No, so. that's four. I would hope it would Trace. be like a, a consistent thing they do. Yeah. Um. At this time, they announced that it's going to be taped on August fifth following a live episode of Rampage in Grand Rapids. Um, the air date hasn't been confirmed, but um, one would assume it would be that following Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be fun. Maybe we can actually watch it. I've literally never watched the Battle of the Bells before. Yeah, I haven't either, I don't think. Um, the fir- I think the first one was during a, an Impact pay-per-view. I, f- I forget which which pay per view, um, and then I don't I don't remember what happened with the second one. Why why we couldn't watch it? But that was um, Thunder Rosa versus Nyla Rose, right? I believe so. Yeah. I can't remember why we couldn't watch it. It may have just been like a lot going on. Yeah. Um. So at this point, um. 
Dave Meltzer apparently get, let out a rumor that Hangman was going to be facing Okada at Forbidden Door, um, but that is incorrect. Um, that is not the truth. Um, the match at this time is not planned because the lineup is complete secret. Um, nobody knows anything about anything. Okay. I, I was... I mean, Hangman versus Okada does sound like an incredible match, but it's it wouldn't have been my first pick. First pick is Jay White and, and Hangman. Yeah, some Bullet Club action. Yeah. Um. Also, AEW news. Is it news? Is it real? Is it fake? Who knows? Who cares? I kind of do. Um, MJF was removed from the roster page um, on AEW's website, which is just another fun little detail. A little detail in the story. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they did this with someone else, didn't they? They removed somebody from the active roster. I can't remember who it was. Um, I mean, a lot of people have been removed. I mean, there's been different stories. Part of a storyline. Was it Wardlow? Was it Wardlow? High five, brother. Yeah, I Ugh. I don't know. I I can't remember off the top of my head who it was. It may have been Wardlow. Maybe. Um. Also in news, I suppose. Um. It looks like. Um. W. Morrissey is done with Impact. I believe today was his last episode. Yes. As the title says, W. Morrissey is no longer in Impact. Um, hopefully this means he's going elsewhere where he can earn more money. Maybe AEW, where he already showed off his stuff. Or, you know what? He'd probably kill it in WWE right now, given his... I don't think he would ever go back. Not based on how he yeah. was treated. Yeah. But, uh... I, I hope, I hope to God he doesn't go over to MLW because that, oh, I don't think so. I feel like that's stepped down. No, I think it's only upward momentum for the dude. Yeah. I, I do think it is AEW or maybe Japan. That'd be cool. Maybe. Um, speaking of MLW, segue, um, at Battle Riot at the Melrose Ballroom, Scarlet Bordeaux is going to be debuting. That's cool. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah, fun times. Killer Cross has already debuted for them and has been wrestling for a little bit now. So it's it's about time Scarlet also got involved. Yeah, I agree. Um, also, Ring of Honor news. Um, it looks like AW is um, saying at this time that Ring of Honor is aiming to... Um, have a pay-per-view on the weekend of the 23rd of July. Um, and it has been rumored that this pay-per-view will be Death Performance Honor and it will be in Lowell, Massachusetts. Yeah, I, I'm wondering... <clears throat> I'm hoping, not wondering, if this uh, that this is the start to an actual consistent schedule for Ring of Honor. Because this is the, their second pay-per-view since technically restarting. Their first since the official announcement. Um, and now that we have the Ring of Honor champs set 
I think. Um, maybe uh, we get a little show, a little, a little TV deal announcement or something, streaming deal, something moving forward. You'd hope. Um, You'd hope. What's the date of it? Is it July? July 23rd. July 23rd. Um, supposedly. So ways away, but yeah. Now, now here's here's a question that's been on my mind since Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. Do you take the title from Gresham? I think you gotta sooner or later. You gotta rip that bandaid off. But I, I mean, like, do they hang on to Gresham as part of the roster, or do they let him go to keep Tony Khan's like internal flow with the Ring of Honor roster? Give it to somebody who more fits what he's looking for. The developmental side. That I don't know. I don't. Um, I feel like that'd be a mistake taking it off of Gresham. Mm-hmm. But also, it doesn't. You know, like Gresham just doesn't feel like AEW, you know. But you know, dude's hella talented, so. Maybe that'll change. Maybe Tony Khan sees something in him. Yeah. Um, you're just making me think about how much of actual Ring of Honor I'm going to miss. So, I mean, what are you going to miss? Poor production, terrible TV deals. Pure rules tournament. I'm sure. That, that. I'm going to miss. I mean, they still got the pure title. The pure title is probably the most active title they have on on actual TV at AEW. Besides... The tag belts. Um, I I I am sure Tony Khan will keep the pure rules going. I don't know. They could have easily I... wiped that title away, just like they did the trios title. Oh, that was a shame. That was stupid. I mean, they're introducing their own trios title, and there are only so many trios you can you can have. On your developmental. Um, just to carry us through real quick, um, our last piece of news is about Liv Morgan. Um, Liv Morgan is apparently going to be in a new movie called The Kill Room, which is like no bullshit movie. It's got um, Uma Thurman. It's got Samuel L. Jackson writing it. Um. And it's going to include Samuel L. Jackson. Um, Joe Manganiello. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, Deathstroke. Yeah, from the Arrow show. Thing, yeah. If you watched, if, I never watched. If anyone watching watched the Arrow show, you know, you know who he is. It's Deathstroke. I know him from Magic Mike. Mm. <laughs> um... Maya Hawk, Debbie Mazar, Larry Pine, Drew Hemingway, and Leah McSweeney um, are all going to be in it. Um, it's called, yeah, it's called The Kill Room, um, and it centers on Reggie, who is Joe Manganiello, um, his boss, Samuel L. Jackson, and an art dealer, Uma Thurman, and their money laundering scheme that accidentally turns the hitman into an overnight avant-garde sensation, forcing the dealer to play the art world against the underworld. And Liv Morgan is going to play an art purist who bemoans the vapidness of art dealers. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but All thank right. you, Deadline, for that rousing quote. What was that, um... What was that art horror movie starring Jake Gyllenhaal? Oh, Velvet Buzzsaw. Velvet, that's kind of what it sounds like. It does, but like minus the horror aspect. Minus, yeah, minus like the supernatural stuff. Um, but yeah, that's my last piece of news. Cool, cool, cool. Um, so let's jump into the recap. Uh, we started off with Savannah Evans versus Mia Yim, and you were busy uh, elsewhere, so I, I took the notes for this match. Making dinner. All right, sure. That's what you want to say. Um, <laughs> so, uh, let's see. I only took, like, the, the big beats. So a lot of this match was Mia Yim trying to overpower Savannah Evans. She eventually gets off a of Hurricane Rana uh, onto Savannah, but uh, Savannah returns with a massive DDT, and she just completely overpowers Mia for most of the match, gives her a power slam into a near fall, but then she spears the corner post. Uh, Mia Yim gives a German suplex to Savannah, but Savannah returns with the Samoan drop, and then a fisherman suplex into yet another near fall. Um, Tasha makes uh, some interference once Savannah distracts the ref, but Jordan Grace runs in for the save, and then Mia Yim gives the eat defeat to Savannah for the win. So Mia Yim's coming in with a lot of uh, a lot of momentum for Queen Queen of the Mountain. Yeah, I uh, I'm excited to just see that match unfold. Honestly, mm -hmm. just based on everything I've heard so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, so after that, we had a promo from Eddie Edwards. Um, Shark Boy walks in. He says, "I know you haven't been here since day one, but maybe show some respect." And Eddie says, "I showed nothing but respect, and they've only disrespected me." And some guy walks in. I don't know who it was. I didn't recognize him at all. He was also in very poor lighting, so I couldn't tell who he was. Apparently he's yeah. friends with Shark Boy. Um, tells tells Eddie to put him down. Twenty years, we should all be celebrating. Uh, Eddie just says, "You two enjoy this reunion," and then walks away. Uh, we then get the influence walking backstage. They walk up to Rosemary, and uh, they say, "Look what you've done with the place. Thought you might need some cheering up. Don't feel bad. It's not your fault. Havoc set out to prove a point, and she proved Decay don't deserve to be tag team champs. Uh, but we have something for you." It's makeup. Uh, Rosemary gets in close to them and she says, We promised you would see us sooner than later. So keep this because... So keep this, the makeup, because you'll need it to paint your pretty face back on after we bite it off. And Steve Mac... Uh, Krazy Steve, not Steve Macklin, walks in with Taurus and uh, it's, they scare off the influence. Imagine if Steve Macklin walked in instead of Krazy Steve. <laughs> He's also got his face painted, though. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then we get Kenny King versus Blake Christian for Kenny King's spot in the uh, Ultimate X match. Alrighty. Yeah, so I finally... Okay. Clothing is just falling off. Thanks. Um, so, we start with Christian going for a nice little handshake. And Kenny thinks that's dumb, so he punches Blake. 
and then keeps unloading. You get a boot to King's face and an overhead kick and then a knee to the side of King's head. King just hops out. He's like fucking over it. Um, then Christian misses a roundhouse. King takes advantage of that. Um, Blake ends up dodging King, ends up diving out onto him. Um, then he lands, he, he goes up onto the ropes and is sent down in an uncomfortable fashion. And by that, I mean, he just falls balls first onto it. Um, King takes advantage of that. We get a suplex to Blake and an elbow to the back of the head. Um, however, it doesn't really, the momentum doesn't last very long. Um, Blake ends up getting a dragon sleeper neckbreaker and a half half suplex to King. It's not enough for a pin. He hits the Cazador and a splash, still no pin. And then King goes for a blockbuster off the top. It's very clear that we're coming down the pike and like it's home stretch, but neither man can really seal the deal. Um, King goes for the chin checker or the Royal Flush. Tom Hannafan didn't know, so I didn't know. Um, it doesn't matter. Blake breaks out of the cover. We get a thrust kick to King, and King lifts Christian out, slugs him, gets kicked in the face, though, for his trouble. Um, then we get a splash over the back of King on the ropes. Like, King's, like, over the ropes and off the back of him. Um, Christian then goes up top for the 450, but lands on a pair of knees, and Kenny King gets the royal flush to win. Yeah, pretty surprised that Kenny won this because normally if there's like a, a stipulation like this, it's normally it it comes to fruition. Um, just because then like what's the point? But it seems like Honor No More are trying to get like they're they're getting wins because mm-hmm. uh, Kenny won, OGK won. Um, looks like they're getting some momentum before Slammiversary. Yeah, I wonder why. So then we have W. Morrissey and Boopender backstage. Boopender says, thank you so much for last week. I appreciate it. Morrissey says, I know you're up and coming. It's not the worst thing to have someone watch your back. Boopender says, looks like you have a big match coming up. If you need help, I have your back. And then off screen, you just hear PCO shout, Morrissey! And Morrissey just says, thanks, but I got it tonight. It's such a weird pairing. I don't get it. Morrissey, uh, two weird pairings. Him and Boopender and him and PCO. Opposite sides of the spectrum, but still both weird. I loved it. I love <laughs> the weird dynamic between the two. And I, I think it's extra fun because like Morrissey used to be like such like a big scary guy. And now he's... PCO's little buddy. He's a man of the people. Yes. Um, so then we have Matthew Raywalt versus Rich Swan, who is now the digital media champion. Yeah. Um, I didn't do that well with this fucking match. Um, mostly because Matt Raywalt was like talking a lot of shit, and it was very distracting, mm-hmm. actually. Um, I didn't mind it because it was funny, but it was very distracting as far as like trying to take notes. Um, Ray Walt does a fun little teasing swan for being short by like, you know, going for like the grapple, but like raising his hand too high. Um, but then like swan starts mimicking him and they start like dancing and Ray Walt just like walks away because he's fucking over it. Um, then we go around there dodging each other. They go ringside. 
Ray Walt stops to talk to Hannah Pham, who says he doesn't believe in that at all. Um, and I said, at least you're honest. Uh, then back in the ring, we get a knee to the spine of Swan. Swan dodges Matt, sending him into the corner. Um, kicks him upside the head. Hits him with a hurricane run off the top buckle. Then, now, okay, I don't know if I have the right name for this move. Um, I'm going to try to look it up real quick. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Okay, none of these are helpful. Um, it sounded almost like it was called the Earth Shatter or something. That's what it sounded like. Earth I'm not Shatter. sure. Oh, the one that Ray Walt used? Yeah. Yeah, oh my god. I had it in my mind too. I was like, I was thinking to myself, if Liz asked what move that is, it's the blank. I can't remember. I think it's the Earth, Earth um, Shatter. Yeah, it's like his finishing moves aren't really anything. Um, there's nothing in like pro wrestling wiki or pro wrestling fandom.com. Anyways, um, while Mark tries to tell me whether or not I got it right, um, we then get a cutter to Matt because the finisher or the signature move was not on but Swan away. Um, and then Swan hits the Phoenix Splash to win. Yes, yes, I'm still trying to find his finishers. Um, yeah, I, I genuinely do not know. I, I feel like I must have completely misheard it. Yeah. <coughs> uh, let's see, Pro Wrestling Wiki. In wrestling, finishing moves. Well, there's a director's cut. What, what did the move look like? Do you remember? No, hmm. I don't. For whatever reason, it was sort of like a. It was a slam of some sort. Was it? Was it a cobra? Cobra. Cobra clutch lifted and dropped into a sit-out side slam. Into a reverse sto. Uh, uh. It says that's uh, his current finisher. Maybe that's what it was. We'll say it's not the director's cut. Okay. Um. <clears throat> so then we have an interview with Alicia. She holds up. A picture that um, Masha Slamovich gave her during BTI, and it's a picture of Alicia with a big red X on it. And Giselle Shaw walks in. She says, "I know what that means. Artistically speaking, the red. I'm just kidding. It means Masha's gonna kill you." Uh, then we go out to the ring. Good Brothers come out, <clears throat> and Carl says, "How slick do these skinny jeans look? Talk to me." I have a PSA live at Impact. The Good Brothers get their Impact tag title match against the Briscoes at Slammiversary. Doc says, uh, Gallows says, We are here because we are seven-time tag team champs. We've sold out arenas all over the world. Every continent we step foot on, 
we win gold. This title shot is not earned, it's deserved. Let's be 100% honest, we've been all over the world. Madison Square Garden, Tokyo Dome, O2 Arena in London. Carl says, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia where they declared us the greatest tag team. That got some booze. Um, Gallows says, the Briscoes are a couple of bad dudes. They won titles all over the world. They've done it all. Their accomplishments don't add up to ours. It ain't adding up to us. They got first place in apple bobbing. They're on a chicken farm while we're headlining MSG. Carl says, who else has the legacy saved? Uh, who else has the legacy and saved tag team wrestling this century? Nobody. Um, uh, Gallo says, I got you a little present, a little package. The top 10 things the Good Brothers have done in Impact. And this was hilarious. So, 10 through 7 were all like winning so-and-so title, debuting, all that. Number 6 was beating the Briscoes at Multiverse of Matches. Number 5, beating the Briscoes at Multiverse of Matches. And all the way through 2 was just that, beating the Briscoes at Multiverse of Matches. And they played the same clip over and over and over. And I was cracking up. Um, but then the Briscoes come out. And they say, you're some real funny dudes. Difference in us and you is we get up and grind every day. We're busting our ass on the farm. Your asses get pampered. We grind every day up at 4 a.m. We're not going to stop. Um, Carl says, you stepped on our toes coming out here. I was about to show the people our number one moment. Drum roll, please, Gallows. And he gives a little drum roll with his mouth. And Carl says, that time we beat the Briscoes. And, uh, uh, Jay just says, comedians, that's your problem. And that's why we've got these belts and you don't. And a whole brawl breaks out after that. Yeah, that was just so funny. That was like the funniest I've seen the Good Brothers. I hate them so much. I can't find them funny. They make me mad. <laughs> uh, we then have an interview with Josh Alexander. He says, I don't have time to be concerned. Is anyone shocked Eric got the win last week? What I need to do is prepare. We're a couple weeks away from the match in my career. He's coming for the thing I fought tooth and nail for. You can bring him, Doring, and Diener. Diener then walks in. He says, you should be very concerned. Doring then walks in, and Eric Young walks in. They all surround him, and a brawl breaks out, and security breaks it up. Again, again, it's exactly what we talked about last week. There's nothing special here. There's nothing special to warrant this being slam, like the main event of Slammiversary. And you could replace this trio with any other trio. Like I was just thinking, you could replace it with House of Torture. Put Evil, Show, and Dick Togo in there, and you've got fucking... You've got the same exact feud. It's a leader with two guys that uh, are, are getting involved in the match. They're interfering. This should be, like, VBD being treated like a big deal instead of just... Eric Young, who's been there for a while and has a couple guys. And that's where we are. Yeah. Um, like, Josh, Josh is, is, is an incredible promo. 
And Scott Demore is so good with creative. They could have come up with something better. They, they could have. They could have come up with, with, with like, Eric Young's been at Impact for so long, and it, 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 it's jaded him to the point where Josh is trying to protect him, protect Impact from him because of what he could do as champ. It's literally Hangman and Punk. Except instead of the wrestling world in general, it's just Impact localized. Eric Young's been there for. Like, you could do the same thing, but at a much more extreme level. Like, instead of Punk changing the locker room dynamic or changing the everyday flow of AEW, Eric Young could literally turn the place into, like, a fucking... a a sane asylum like they they, they have so much to work with when it comes to character and yet they're not I know it's a shame and you would really hope that once this is all said and done whoever Josh has to go after next is interesting it's gonna be Sammy Callahan yeah that's fair it's either going to be Sammy Callahan or Eddie Edwards, one of those two. Because Eddie's probably going to win, uh, or Honor No More is probably going to win at Slammiversary. Yeah, I, think, I believe that. Yeah. Um, I mean that'll probably be, be better than this feud, which is unfortunate. But, uh, we then have a. We we have Josh and Scott backstage after a commercial break. Scott uh, Josh says, "I'm not asking for a favor. Just give me a match with Doring." Scott says, "Do you think facing Doring ten days before Slammiversary is smart? Focus on Slammiversary." Josh says, "That's why I'm here. Either I deal with Joe now or at Slammiversary." Scott says, "If you want to handle it this way, then it'll be next week." So it was announced. Josh Alexander versus Joe Doring next week. They'll probably lose, honestly. Probably be some distraction tactics, a la House of Torture. Yeah, flagpole to the back. Yeah, give uh, give Josh a have him be down on his luck before Slammiversary. Give him a reason to be scared if he hasn't been scared yet. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so then we have OGK versus Rhino and Heath. Yes. Um, Rhino just kind of spends the first couple of seconds. He's in with Mike, um, just kind of clobbering him. Uh, before getting Heath in, um, we get some back elbows to Mike from both men. Then <laughs> Taven gets in, um, despite never reminding us of his name, I don't believe. Um, Gets whipped into the corner, speared by Rhino, uh, before ducking out. Um, uh, then we went to commercial break. It was Mike Bennett and Heath going at it uh, post-commercial break, and Mike's kind of fucking around with him, hits a little thumb to his eye. Um, then a cheap shot gets Heath in a headlock. Taven gets the referee distracted? With Rhino, mm-hmm. and then Taven looks like he's like trying to do something, 
with absolutely no success and not even like the sense that like Heath overpowered Bennett and like stopped it from happening. It was just was like Bennett didn't get close enough to Taven and Taven didn't want to get in the ring. It was weird. It was a weird moment. Mm-hmm. Um, but neither man in OGK can take advantage. Then Taven gets in and unfortunately it's with Rhino. Um, we get an elbow to an intruding Bennett after Taven just gets fucking like sacked. Um, he then uh, takes on the intruding Mike Bennett. Um, Bennett, however, kind of like gets like a little chip on his shoulder. Super kicks Rhino. This allows Taven to get the climax off onto Rhino to win the match. So it seems like what happened last week is starting to kick into Mike Bennett, and he's like, not playing games anymore. Yeah. Maybe it'll probably all go into uh, Honor No More winning. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. So then we, so then uh, Honor No More comes out, the rest of them, and they brutalize Heath and Rhino. Uh, but the Motor City Machine Guns and Frankie Kazarian come out for... Excuse me, for the save. Um, <clears throat> then we get Rhino getting stretchered away outside into an ambulance. Scott, Heath, and um, Motor City Machine Guns are there with him. <clears throat> Heath goes in the ambulance with him. Um, Kaz says, I know I haven't been around a lot, but it seems like this happens every week. Kaz, not the right time to speak up. It was very, very rude. <laughs> very, uh, inappropriate. He's like, yeah, I see that your friend was just stretched off and taken to the hospital. Um, by the way, why do you keep fucking up? This place is out of control. Like, no shit, Kaz. Like, you just got here, Kaz. After being gone for a while. Um, Scott yells at him. Says, you don't, you think I don't know that? Chris Saban steps in and he says, give us honor no more. Um, Scott says, you guys, we're all here from day one. Kenny King is tied up. That leaves five. You go find two people that want to team with you. I want to settle. I want people from Impact, current, past. If they side with us, go in and settle it. And notice he said past. Which I fully believe opens up for Christopher Daniels. That wouldn't be shocking. Maybe Ethan Page. I, like I said, I don't think Ethan Page would go back because he has bad blood with mm. Impact. Maybe Christopher Daniels and uh, Samoa Joe. Oh, Samoa Joe's got the got the voice acting thing. Um, in Hollywood, baby. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Peacock, so maybe not. Samoa. Uh, the bronze screen, if you will. <laughs> Christopher Daniels and um, who's another one? Jeff Hardy, or just the Hardys. Oh, Jeff's injured. So yeah, Jeff's injured. CD and Damn. Matt Hardy. There you go. Somebody pointed out, um, I think today that like Matt Hardy's gear has to be the sweatiest mm. fucking gear. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Do you notice when when Jeff was uh, doing his thing at Double or Nothing, he was like very slow. Matt Hardy carried the fuck out of that match. 
Oh, yeah, no. I mean, we talked about this on the Night of Double or Nothing. Oh, did we? Yeah, Matt Hardy fucking... That was all him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He he kept that shit alive. It was insane. Um, But anyway, let's get to the main event today at Impact. Moose and Macklin versus PCO and W. Morrissey. W. Morrissey's last match at Impact Wrestling. For now. Yeah. Um, we start with Macklin versus PCO. Um, we get a shoulder tackle to Macklin and a bit of a scoop slam, if you will. Moose and Morrissey get in, and Moose, or sorry, Morrissey does the lovely little walking over the top rope. I love when he does that. Um, they start exchanging chops, you know, having fun, just like alternating in the corner. Whose turn is it next? Um, we get a big boot to Moose and then Macklin gets in. PCO helps Morrissey by helping him splash the men in opposite corners. Um, Moose thinks that he's got a, a leg up, goes to like spear PCO, but PCO dodges him, sends Moose into Macklin. We get a double choke slam to Macklin from Morrissey and PCO. Morrissey then attacks Macklin. Moose hits him with a chop block, though, and that begins. Morrissey's evening of having an injured leg. Um, Macklin ends up getting in. He hits a DDT to the leg and then slams it into the apron before stomping on it. Then Morrissey ends up kicking Macklin out of the ring with his one good leg, which has a lot of power, um, but he can't take out. Uh, he has to end up kicking Moose away um, after Moose tags in um, and somehow again with the injured leg still kicks Moose far and clean. Um, PCO gets in. Um, he's fighting Moose. He's fighting Macklin. We get a swinging neckbreaker to Macklin, a DDT to Moose, then a cannonball on Macklin, a deanimator to Macklin off the ropes, and a belly to belly to Moose. Um, then PCO goes off the buckles with a diving headbutt. Macklin ends up breaking up this pin. Moose gets sent over the top rope. PCO dives out onto both him and Macklin, and then he goes off the top rope. Uh, for, I think, like a splash or a moonsault or something. I don't know. But Moose avoids it. We get double clotheslines to Moose and PCO. They clothesline each other. Um, and then Morrissey gets in. And Macklin hits him with a DDT to win. Yeah. Pretty fun match. Um, but <clears throat> the timing of it, I'm now seeing Sean Ross Sapp reported something um, 30 minutes ago, which was Matt Hardy revealed that Jeff Hardy was knocked out early in the double or nothing match and apparently doesn't remember it any of it wow yeah so i here's the thing tony khan has has got to get to the point where he can say no to older wrestlers and basically tell them to stop um because it took him a while to say no, like he, he, I think he said this on Twitter, like it t- took him a while to say no to creative ideas. And the next step is saying no to your talent wanting to do dangerous things. Yeah, like the novelty of it's nice, but like I don't want to watch Jeff Hardy concussed because he looked like shit. Yeah. He looked like shit at Double or Nothing. And... A lot of it probably also has to do with Jeff Hardy wrestles a lot. 
And that might be him coming out of WWE where he wrestled on TV and he wrestled at uh, house shows. And that's that's a very frequent schedule and probably once a week is not enough for him in general. But it, it seems like it has to get to the point where he stops or at yeah. least slows down significantly. He needs yeah. he needs a sting schedule right now. And I, I feel bad for everyone involved here because, like, I'm sure Jeff doesn't want to be toned down at all. And Matt Hardy's put in a bad situation because of this. And Tony Khan loses a, a draw with, uh, with telling Jeff to calm it down. Yeah. But it's got to happen. Yeah. It's a real shame. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But let's let's move on to uh, why we're here. Let's talk about the bests of the night. Uh, but before that, if you have a question for us, leave it in the chat. We'll answer anything, anything you want. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, leave a comment. We'll get to it in the next episode. If you're listening on Spotify, join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast. Now, before we get to the best of the night, let me just give one more thing, and that is the top 10 wrestlers in pro wrestling, the update for this week. This is all in kayfabe, so wins, losses, and all that shit is factored in. Now, let's start. Number 10. Formerly one half of the IWGP Tag Team Champs, probably the next. Uh, Great Ocon. Number 9. The Undisputed. Uwu champion WWE Roman Reigns. Number eight, formerly the SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. Number seven, a finalist in the Best Super Junior Tournament Hiromu Takahashi. Number six, the Intercontinental Champion of of the WWE Ricochet. Number five, uh, from Dragon Gate Dragon Dia. Number four from Dragon Gate, Yuki Yoshioka. Number three, the King of Pro Wrestling champion of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Shingo Takagi. Number two from Dragon Gate, Kota Minora. And number one, from also from Dragon Gate, Kaito Ishida. All right, let's talk about the best of the night. I got my promo. Okay. And I really hope you agree. Okay. It's the Good Brothers. Their top 10 killed me. That killed me. <laughs> that was hilarious. Here's what I'm going to do. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to agree with you. Oh, come on. But I'm going to abstain from voting because there was nothing else really that happened that was promo worthy. Besides Frankie Kazarian. Not understanding. Speaking out of turn. Yeah. I mean, it's like they dedicated so much time to this segment. <laughs> and it was so good. Um. Oh God. And it's just, I don't know why this why why like this was the only funny moment the Good Brothers have had besides the the Maria Canella situation that's been pretty funny. The beef between Carl and Mike Bennett over Maria Canellas. Yeah. Um. All right. 
wrestler of the night. You, you want your three choices? I'd like three choices, yeah. All right, W. Morrissey, Blake Christian, and Mia Yim. Mia Yim. All right. I think that's two weeks in a row for Mia Yim. Something like Damn. that. Good for her. Or maybe she was the week before that. All right, let's talk about wrestler or uh, match of the night, not wrestler of the night. As always, we go from the worst match to the best match of the night, and we'll talk about which match is the match of the night. So, starting with the worst match of the night, with a 5 out of 10, OGK versus Rhino and Heath. I don't enjoy watching Heath. I gotta be honest. He is not my favorite wrestler. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I mean, OGK is, is they're, like, they're fine. They're good when they have really good opponents, but I think against somebody like Heath and Rhino or like against the Good Brothers, they, it just doesn't click. Um, next, 6 out of 10, Matt Raywalt versus Rich Swan. Raywalt is, is a delight. He is so fun to watch and listen to. He's just an all-around great personality. Yeah. He's he's one of my favorites to see um in the ring because he's being an like I know he's gonna be an asshole. Mm. And that's why I like that he's on commentary too, because it's like Yeah. It's nice. And he's like the perfect um, I do like hmm. uh, I was gonna say I do like that he came back oh, to he... do commentary. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> yeah. But uh he's like the perfect balance of like heel and and commentator he's not like cory graves who'll just go on on rants or like just start yelling heelish things like morrissey or not morrissey i'm looking at a picture of morrissey that's why i said that uh ray wall uh he he like his primary focus is being a commentator and sometimes he'll take the side of the of the heel but mo more often than not he's just a commentator He's, yeah. he's definitely no Alex Kozlov, who is one of my least favorite commentators. Yeah. Well. That's why I can't watch Strong anymore. He's just so irritating. He is really irritating. And I don't think he was... I don't think he did commentary for um, Windy City Riot, right? I don't, or Capital no. Collision. I don't think he did it for either of those. No. I think that was Kevin Kelly. Yeah, I believe that was Kevin Kelly and um Raywalt? Maybe Raywalt, yeah. I, I love Raywalt does so much like back and forth and it's wonderful. He puts yeah. so much work in. He really does. Alright, next up, six out of ten, Savannah Evans versus Mia Yim. It was a lot of like I don't love many Savannah Evans matches, but this one was really enjoyable. Um Mostly because Mia Yim worked with Savannah's size and power really, really well. Um, and Savannah's moves are so hard-hitting that, like, it, it, it feels like, like it really impacts uh, Mia. Um, but up next, 7 out of 10, Kenny King versus Blake Christian. A lot of flippy shit, but it was a really fun match. Kenny King... Uh, is is such a good wrestler. Blake Christian, great spot guy. 
Um, this was kind of just like a spot fest. Yeah, um, I liked it because there was a lot of back and forth. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too much flippy shit. Oh, yeah. Uh, and my pick for match of the night. Moose and Steve Macklin versus W. Morrissey and PCO. All of these guys are so much fun to watch. And seeing Morrissey and PCO get along in the ring, that was shocking and so much fun. Yeah, I thought that was cute. I thought they put them as a team because, like, one's a face, one's a heel. They're going to, like, conflict. But no, PCO was, like, very cooperative. It was just like, bring your kid to work day, but, like, your father's kind of insane. Yeah. <laughs> um... Yeah, and I mean, Moose and Macklin got together well, even though both of those guys have a history of not getting along with other wrestlers. Yeah. I, I thought it was just a delight to watch, and then connecting it at the end to Sammy Callahan. I forgot to mention this. Sammy Callahan comes out. Moose is ready to spear his ass. Like, that's that's development that I like to see. Um, even subtle ones like this, where it's like, Moose expects it, he gets ready to spear but then Sammy turns it around. Um, and that's why I'm most excited for that match at Slammiversary, not Josh and Eric Young. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so those are our best of the night. Um, like I said, if anyone has a question for us, leave it in the chat. I'm going to check the YouTube right now, see if we have any questions there. Liz, do you have any questions for me or the audience? My question for you is, if you could go on vacation with one wrestler, who would it be? Well, that's a fun question. Um, hmm. Well, oh, man. Sangha is very chill. Like, we've seen chill Sangha, and he's cool. And then, I haven't seen Chill Sangha. I don't know oh, anything about him. But then, like, like he's chill. But then he'll he'll defend you. Like he's a good pal. But then you have like Corbin, who would take you to like the best like best eating spot, best restaurants, like probably barbecue for you too, um, which probably wouldn't help you very much. But hey, as long as you got Impossible Burgers, I'm fine. True. True. Um, he he's also like a like an alcohol connoisseur. Like he, I think he has like a whole whiskey collection or tequila collection or something. Um, like he'll he'll take you to the best spots. Hmm. Uh, I'll probably I'll go with Sangha. Is Corbin Corbin being like a, a tour guide might get a little overwhelming. It's true. Staying with Probably him. wouldn't get a lot of downtime. Yeah. Yeah. Song guy, I feel like he'd be like, yeah, let's just like do our own things. We'll meet back here, hang out, get some drinks. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what about you? Um,. Probably Eddie Kingston, because like we could have like a lot of fun. We probably would like get along really well. I think he'd he'd be um, sitting in the fucking hotel room just watching the Yankees game, <laughs> and so would you. So I guess that's perfect. Match made in heaven. <laughs> we would scream at the Yankee game. Then we go out for like drinks, and then 
we probably hit a point in the night where we just started oversharing a little bit. And I think that'd be perfect. We'd grow closer. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. You definitely don't want to. Also, I wouldn't have to convince him to be like, oh, well, the Yankees are playing. Can we stay in the hotel for a little bit longer before we're going out? He'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and then when I start screaming at them and saying horrible things, he'd be like, you're right. Finally, somebody would understand me. Wendy Chu would also be a, a good choice. Yeah. Like she, she'd just sleep soundly, not bother you, like on the plane or like... Like in in the hotel room, but she's fun. Like she went on the whole thing with Roxanne Perez spying on uh, Toxic Attraction. Yeah, should be a good choice. All right, well that's all we got. Liz, would you like to close out the show? Oh no, what am I doing? We have a predictions. Oh Jesus Christ! Luckily we're oh. we're like just a minute over an hour in. Okay. All right, Hell in a Cell 22. Let's find the card. Oh my god, why did I, why did I just completely botch that? All right, 12 hours ago. Oh, oh my god. All right, so let's start from the bottom. And there are not many matches announced. Alright. So. First match on the card. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. Alright. I'm just copy and paste this. Um, oh, also, apparently they took um, uh, MJF out of the AW shop. The AW shop? Shop. Oh, shop. Oh my god. <laughs> of course they did. Um, so first match, Finn, AJ, and Liv versus Judgment Day. Um, I'm gonna go with Finn, AJ, and Liv. Oh really? Okay. I'm going Judgment Day. Um next up. Theory versus Mustafa Ali for the United States Championship. And uh, let me let me remind you, Helena Cell, I believe, is in Mustafa's hometown. Okay. What are you going with? Um, let me let me just confirm. Allstate Arena. That is. Rosemont, Illinois. That's like that's almost Chicago. Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Okay. Chicago. Yeah. I'm going with Theory. Okay. WWE hates their uh, hometown heroes. I'm gonna go with Ali. All right. Okay. All right, next up, we have Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Oh, that's easy. I'm going to go with Ezekiel. I'm going with Ezekiel, too. It, I wish it was like Kevin Owens versus Ezekiel. Loser goes back to being Elias, and KO loses. 
and he becomes Elias. <laughs> God. All right, next up. Bobby Lashley versus Omos and MVP in a handicap match. Mm. Um, I'm going with Bobby. It's 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 all depend. Like this is the one storyline where it's impossible to tell what they're trying to accomplish, whether they're trying to get Bobby over or trying to get Omos over. But if you're trying to get Omos over, you don't stick him in a handicap match. Yeah. I'm going with Bobby, too. As much as I don't want to. Alright, next up for the Raw Women's Championship. uh, Bianca versus Becky versus Asuka. Um... God, I don't know. What are you going with? I'm going with Bianca. Yeah, I think I'm going with Bianca as well. All right, and finally, what will probably be the main event, which is weird. they got to announce another match at, at SmackDown. Like, this is... There is no main event here. Um, But it is Cody Rhodes versus Seth Rollins. Hell in a Cell match. I think I'm going with Cody. Think he's gonna get that three peat. Yeah. I'm going with Seth. Like I, yeah. I, I want to go with Cody and say that it'll be like Seth snaps at this match, but I don't think they'll pull the trigger. I think, I think this is Seth. Now, just like we did with Double or Nothing, if more matches come in between today and um hell in a cell we will make predictions ourselves and then talk about them once we do the recap um so these are are technically not final they are written in stone but more can be added um did we we never decided if we're going to do that dq card thing where we put a we we put down the DQ card on a match, and if it's a DQ, we don't lose. Oh, we we gain points, but we don't lose any points if it doesn't happen. Uh, why you noodle on that? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I really I don't think that any of these matches are gonna get DQ. But, I really don't. But that's that's the thing. If if none of them DQ, you don't lose any points because of it. It's just insurance. All right, fine. Then Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. Hmm. Okay. Not what I not what I would have picked. Um. Thing you're not me then. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna put mine down on um. Theory and Ali. Okay. All right. So those are our predictions. And if you don't know how our predictions work, for every incorrect prediction, we have to do a dab of hot sauce. And whoever has the most correct predictions will be 
dubbed the Pinfall Podcast Prediction Champion, and I'm the current running champ after Double or Nothing, and we get the egg as a prize. Um, and the, the champ gives a punishment to the loser. All right, and that'll all go down on Sunday. So tune in then, everyone. So, Liz, would you like to close out the show? Yes, if you tuned in today, thank you so much. And if you tuned in in the future, thank you so much. Um, we will see you on Sunday uh, when we talk about Hell in a Cell. It's going to be super fun. I'm probably going to lose, so that'll be interesting. It's WWE. They, they, they can. This will probably be a lot of mix-ups. I'm predicting. Thank you all so much for watching. Follow and subscribe. Join us Sunday, as Liz already said, for Hell in a Cell. Uh, all of our stuff, YouTube, Twitch, uh, Twitter, and Spotify are all Pinfall Podcast. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23, and we'll see you all on Sunday for Hell in a Cell. But until then, have a great rest of your week, a great start to your weekend, and a great June. Happy Father's Day. Bye-bye.